Shall we turn our Bible to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 8? We are reading from verse 1 to 14. This year we are talking about things in the spirit. Therefore, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of the sin and death. For what the Lord was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desire. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on what the spirit desire. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realms of the flesh, but are in the realms of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ in you, then even though your body is subjected to death because of sin, because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Verse 12. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeed of the body, you will live. 14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The things of the Spirit. Amen. With clap offering, shall we receive Reverend Dr. Fred Digby? This is a wonderful year. A year we don't know what it has for us. But one thing we know for sure. God is with us. And so our theme for the year is living by the Spirit. We may not know 
and we certainly cannot tell what the year holds. But do you think God knows it? Sure, he does. And if we live by the Spirit, he knows, the Spirit within us knows what it is and knows what to tell us. Let's read the verse, that verse in particular. It comes, the anchor verse for the year is Romans chapter 8, verse 11. If you're in your Bible, turn to your Bible, read it, or let's read it together. Together, let's read. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living where? In you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who lives in you. Hallelujah. He's just saying the spirit raised Jesus from the dead. They thought they had done everything to kill him, to destroy him. But the spirit raised Jesus from the dead. And that spirit lives within you. So would you also die? Or even if you die physically, you will not die forever. He will quicken your bodies that whilst you are alive, you will live. That's why somebody like Paul can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And during the course of the year, we'll be looking at this theme. This year, we are introducing what we call at least the hymn of the month to go with the theme. We'll sing one towards the end of the service today to cause us to bring our thoughts together for reflection. Each quarter, there will be an emphasis. So now, we'll go through the theme for the year to begin, just to give a summary, some of the basic things we ought to know for a start. And we trust that it will ginger us to be interested in the things of the Spirit, the things that God has in store for us, so that together we can flow together. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you have given us a gift of another year. We come before you as a church. We come before you as individuals. We come to you as a family. We come before you as a nation. Speak and we'll hear you. Speak and we'll obey you. Speak and give us clarity of thought and attention and receptive hearts that will cause us not only to be hearers, but doers of your word. In Jesus, our Lord and Savior's name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So living by the Spirit is what the Lord wants us to live by this year. We as a church, I don't recall having a full conversation about a year on the things of the Spirit. Once in a while here, there, well, that is typical. They say Baptists don't like things of the Spirit. Well, wherever they heard it from, uh, that's what they believe. But will prove that it is not true. If you don't have the Spirit of God in you, you are not a Christian. But let's say that for many of us, when we talk about the Spirit, there are a few things that we know about the Holy Spirit. The Bible reveals God as Father, God as the Son, and God as the Holy Spirit. And yet, the Bible does not teach us that there are three gods. There's still one God. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This immediately sets Christianity at loggerheads with Jews and at loggerhead with Muslims. We're at loggerheads with Jehovah Witnesses, with so many other people. How can you say God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and there's still one God? So some would say Christians, they are confused. Well, hello to the confusion. We are not confused. We say these things because it is revealed. The Bible does not spend 
time to convince us about certain things. He just talks about it. But if we may try to summarize as a teacher, what we say or try to explain or what we see in the Bible is this. God exists in counsel with himself. Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God. Then it says, God said, let us create. So who is God talking to? Some of you say, it's a royal we. But no. Because when you come to John, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. When you go back to Genesis, and the spirit of God hovered around. All I'm saying that you find Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as one. But when you come to Deuteronomy, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall have no other God before him. So the confusion is originated by the Bible. It is a revelation of the Bible, and you accept it by faith. I asked that question so many times, and I haven't heard any answer. Do you know how many times you blink a minute? Or do you even know what causes you to blink before you blink? You don't know. But you live, you exist. And yet, you want to try and explain everything about God, then you are bigger than God. May he have mercy on you. So, we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Some try to explain it. Oh, there's a God of the Old Testament, the God of the New Testament. Or some say, what God intended to do, or what God wants to be done, God originates it. But the Son is the executive officer. He came to do it. He did what God is, and he came down in the flesh to show us what God is like. Then the son went to heaven. And when he went to heaven, before he could leave, he said, the spirit will come and continue with us. So the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit, they have the same plan that they are effecting. So the church age is an age of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean the Father and the Son, they are on break. But the active part of God that is working is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. They are working together, but it is the same plan. Father, Son, and Spirit having the same plan. For most of us, I recommend it to you. You know, we did a survey in this church and found out that there are a lot of you who are graduates. And from the many graduates, you have second degrees. So this is not too difficult for you to understand. So I will not spend too much time to do that. So that will confuse some of my young ones. Say, when he came, what did he talk? Talk book long. Uh, if you need book long talk, we'll meet somewhere and we can talk about it. Then the second thing I want us to draw attention to is that the Holy Spirit offers more to the believer than tongues. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, for most people, all that they know about it is tongues. Yeah, tongues. Yes, it is just one of the gifts of the Spirit. That is where sometimes Baptists or Evangelicals and other people may have the quarrel or the misunderstanding or the emphasis. Don't say, I don't want to hear about the Holy Spirit. No. Do you have the Spirit? By that they mean, do you speak in tongues? Yes, you may speak in tongues. But it doesn't mean you have the Spirit and the rest who do not speak in tongues do not have it. The speaking of tongues, the gift of tongues, is the gift that God gives to those he wants to give it to. One author said it, and I like what he said. It is one of the least gifts, 
And so he gives it to many, 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 many of his children. But it is not the only gift. Hello. So you cannot say this one gift is what makes me a Christian. It is because of some of that emphasis, or if I may call it overemphasis, that sometimes some other Christians react. And the reaction is not good. If God has given you a gift, acknowledge it. Find yours and use it. If he's giving you the gift of tongues, the gift of prayers, the gift of prophecy, the gift of interpretation, use it. You would account for it one day. Don't bury it. But also learn how to use it and use it properly. So the Holy Spirit offers more to the believer than the gift of tongues. Does he say that the gift of tongues is not good, it's not necessary? No. But there's more to it. Now, today, we'll look at seven works of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. What we'll be trying to establish is that the more than the tongues, there are other things that the Spirit offers us. I could have said 100 things the Spirit offers us, and I would have proven it to you. I can even say 1,000. I can say three. Then I'll finish in five minutes. But just for the next 20 or 30 minutes, stay with me for seven. I'm not saying seven is a perfect number, so when I say seven, I have the final say, hello, you get me. Yeah, seven is a perfect, so I'm not saying everything. First, the first thing you have to know about the Holy Spirit. Can you read it with me? The Holy Spirit leads people to Christ. That is his job. What did Jesus come to do? What did God set out to do? Or what is God doing in this world? Why did he send the Son as a lamp of God? And why is the Spirit here? He came to lead people to Christ. Lead them. By leading, give me the verses quickly. By leading them, he is leading them gently. The first work he does is lead. The Holy Spirit never forces people. He leads them gently. All who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. He's holding your hand. He's directing you towards Christ. He's prompting you. He's wooing you. He's courting you. He's making you aware of certain things. So there are times at Christmas or at Easter or a revival or a musical concert, people come and they see the things of Christ and they don't fully understand it, but they are attracted to Christ. But when you get that bit, remember leading people to Christ or guiding people to Christ is not the same as accepting Christ. Give me that video before I do the conclusion. Because sometimes we, even as Christians, we see certain things and we are so fascinated by it. Listen to this video. In Saudi Arabia, has finally arrived in Saudi Arabia. Glittery ornaments are up Saudi for sale Arabia, at Saudi Arabia, Riyadh. This is happening in a country which has long been notorious for enforcing Islamic traditions and prohibiting Western practices. But now the kingdom is embracing inter-religious exchange. What is driving this transformation? And what do expats living in Saudi Arabia have to say about it? Christmas trees, glittery ornaments, and Santa Claus outfits. What was once an unthinkable sight in the cradle of Islam has now become a reality. The Christmas festival sale has crept into Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia. It is a sign of changing times. 
I did not ever imagine to see Christmas trees or decorations in Saudi Arabia. When I came and saw the Christmas tree, which had an affordable price in comparison to its size, I was surprised. For decades, Christmas sales have largely been underground in Saudi Arabia. Expats from around the world had to celebrate the festival behind closed doors. Because the Arab Kingdom has oh, not okay, considered okay. all Western practices. Just stop it, stop it, stop it. Now, how does this, is that good news? Thank you. It's good news if you interpret it properly. First, they are now, there is some opening. It's, it's Jesus about Christmas trees. Is it about flowers? Is it about all those decorations? But it has come to be associated with the Christmas celebration. And if somebody should ask you, what is all this about? You may say, it's about Jesus. But for some, it is business. It's a business opportunity. It is the largest shopping time in the world. So, upon Corona and all the things that have happened to crash down many countries and economies, it may be a mere economic strategy. Remember, I'm still on point number one. The point number one is that the Holy Spirit allows certain things to happen. But finish the point. It does not end until a resource in people accepting Christ as their Lord and Savior. The first work he does is to lead us to Christ. He leads us to Christ so that we can receive him as our Lord and Savior. In John 1, 12, he says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the children of God, even to them that believe in his name. So it is possible for people to come to church Sunday after Sunday, go to temple, go to this church, and go to this church, and not receive Christ. They may have the religious language, the religious exposure, the religious vocabulary, and not receive Christ. If you are a believer in Christ, the Lord gives these opportunities to people. But our obligation, our duty is to believe. Jesus himself fed 5,000. <laughs> he said, this is what you are following me. Not because you want to be saved, but because you ate to your fill. He was never and ever deceived. Don't let the people of God be deceived. The Holy Spirit draws people to Christ. And when he draws them, he expects them to make that decision and cross over. And you should also see it and cross over. The fact that the chief Muslim of a country goes to a church on Easter Sunday does not necessarily mean that he or she is a Christian. In fact, he may come to church and confuse the people who are there thinking that we are all one. Hello? I don't care. I mean, somebody may broadcast here. I don't care. You see, we are all one, but we are not. We are not. The Bible says, as many as receive him. But yes, there's room for exposure, exposure, exposure. It's like you go to the market, oh, you want to buy Gary? Hey, Gary the Engo. Is this Gary sweet? Is this Gary crunchy? And the person says, oh, take some, taste it. Say, oh, yeah, yeah. You take another, say, oh, no. Now buy this one. The Holy Spirit does both. But the result must be receiving Christ as Lord and Savior. And it is the Holy Spirit's ministry. And so we define evangelism as witnessing in the power of the Holy Spirit and leaving the results to God. So pray. If you don't see it, you don't pray about it, you may get it wrong. When you go too much, think about it, think about it, think about it. We love football. 
Who pays all the price to go to World Cup and say the reason why we appeared in World Cup, even if we are there, keke, keke, it is nice. We are there, keke. You go, pay, they take our money, put in an aeroplane, you go there, and you come back, you didn't score any goal, say we too were there. That's why Ghanaians say this football, we won't even watch it again. Because the goal that matters. Jesus wants the goal. He wants the soul. Tell somebody, he wants the goal. He wants the souls. He likes, he likes the show. He likes, he likes the bait. But we must win the souls for him. Hallelujah. Let's go to number two. And that's the part of the Holy Spirit. Number two. What does he do? The Holy Spirit will come and cause fruit to come into our lives. Oh, the good news is that Jesus likes us the way we are. But the great news is that he never leaves us that way. The Holy Spirit, God himself, is in the business of construction or reconstruction or transformation. So he, you come to him. And when you come, he gives you gifts. It's like a seed that is sown. If you are a farmer, you sow a seed. Onion or corn or whatever you sow in the ground. You sow it. After a while, you want to see something. And so there are gifts that come. Gifts of the Spirit. We'll learn more about that. But you know it. The gift of uh, healing, the gift of teaching, the gift of this, that, that. You must begin to see whether that is in the person's life. You must begin to see whether that person is bearing fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. Whether the person is bearing fruit or not. So these trees here look nice. But do you ever expect that these trees will bear fruit? Hello? Unless you don't know what they are. They will never bear fruit because they are artificial. They are artificial. As uh, Jonathan would tell us, they are artificial. They will never bear any fruit. But a true fruit, I mean a true tree, will have other flowers and have this. So if the Spirit of God is truly in you, he's not a dormant spirit, he's not a useless spirit, he's a working spirit. And how do you know he's in you? The Bible talks about the works of the flesh. See, the works of the flesh are obvious. They are, what are they? Please, you didn't, did you give me the first question, the first reflection question on the one? Oh, I jumped it, eh? Make sure I give the punchline for every verse, uh, for every point. Now, the, fir the first one, have you received Jesus as Lord and Savior? He brings you to Christ and he wants you to receive him. So the first question is, you here, have you received him as Lord and Savior? Or you who have been inviting people, have those people received Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Thank you. Let me go to the second one. The second one is he bears fruit. What gift do you have? What fruit are you bearing? What spiritual gift do you have? Or you are just works of the flesh. Work of the flesh includes the lying, the cheating, the adultery, the fornication. And when they talk, you say, oh, as for me, I'm like that. So the Lord has come into your life and all these years there's no fruit. And you keep saying, that's how I am. There's a maize, who are the farmers? A maize called Obatampa. They say it bears corn after how many months? Who is the chief farmer here? After how many months? Three months? Six months? No. Oh. Three months. Three months. So if you plant that maize and after three months it is not bearing fruit, you think you got the right seed or there's something wrong. If that plant tells turns yellow, they may tell, oh, you need nitrogen. You need something. You need fertilizer. The Holy Spirit bears fruit. 
because the Holy Spirit will cause fruit to come into our lives. Let's go to the punchline question. Punchline, go back to your question. Which is more visible in your life, in my life? Is it the works of the flesh? Gossip? Lie? Cheating? Adultery? Fornication? Necromancy? Or the gifts of the Spirit? Or the fruit of the Spirit? You can gauge how you are allowing the Holy Spirit to function in my life and in your life. Are you with me? I'm not teaching theory. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, what he does. If it's in you. Okay, so let me show you some example. You don't know what I am drinking here. But assuming, assuming that this is not water, but something else that I've covered. After five minutes. Uh, so, uh, this color now is... Uh, Oh, this brown tree here, this brown, this brown, this is yellow. Is it correct? But that's the way I see it. What do you think may be wrong with me? Something that I took in that bottle is making me see something different. Hello. They call it spirit. In the Greek and in the Hebrew, it's roar. It's like the wind, the wind. You don't see the wind, but you feel the effect of the wind. Oh, raise your head. Okay, you see the fan. But without even raising your head, do you feel the fan where you are? That's how the Holy Spirit is. Something in your life, which is more visible in your life. What is it that is more visible in your life? What are your friends telling you? What are your enemies telling you? What feedback are you getting? That you are proud, I am arrogant, I am pompous, I am loud, I am what? An unsubmissive wife. I'm a bad church, uh, what? I'm an unreliable church member. I'm a bad deacon. I'm a pastor. Assuming they are right, they are telling you, we can see your fruit. Instead of your fruit being ripe and juicy to be eaten, it is sour. And do something about it. Or if they say, oh, my brother, you are just sweet. When I see you, you bless me. You are a blessing. Oh, thank you. God bless you. You have blessed me. This Christmas without you. Assuming they are not giving you bulu coat. <laughs> they are saying that you. You bless me. Because of you, I had a Christmas. Oh, anytime I see you, the glory shines within me. I know you are praying for me. Then you are bearing some fruit. If this is not one, go to the Holy Spirit and say, Spirit of God, fill me. Fill me and use me. So what fruit are you bearing? Do you want to ask somebody or you want to ask yourself? We'll come to you. Ask yourself. Number three. The Holy Spirit gives us strength for living on earth. You see, they say nobody, not many people saw what was coming, Corona. If you want to follow the kind of thing that are coming. This morning, one lady was so disturbed. She sent me a question from Kumasi. Pastor, which is coming first? Is it the rapture or the tribulation or, or what, the antichrist? That's all those questions are theoretical, grammatical questions. I can answer you. <laughs> you see, which one is coming? They say Corona version 20 is more destructive than Corona version 20. Uh, well, Kobe, Dr. Asante, you sent me one today to show that what happened in between 1900 and 19. Uh, 80, 1900, First World War, Second World War, Third World War, Fourth World The things that happened in those times are worse than what has happened so far. 
But you see, it is not a matter of knowing exactly what is happening. What happens to you is not as important as what is happening in you and how you live. All right? Who has secured you? What your security is like? So the question is, the Holy Spirit gives us strength for living. I like Philippians 3, 14. When Paul can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not a matter of hearing the prophecy and seeing the vision. They can come. But if you are not ready, you are not ready. But if the Spirit lives within you, the God does nothing without telling you, without preparing you. That's why the psalmist can say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. You are with me. Did you read Matthew 28, 18, 19? I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So whether it's corona, pandemic, whether it is, uh, what, interferon, uh, uh, oh no, luciferon. Someone said, Pastor, have you seen the, the name of the new injection? It is called luciferon. Do you, I said, what is the meaning of that? He said, luciferon. Pastor, don't you know the word lucifer? I said, so what has it gone? They said the, 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 the name of the English is Luciferon. They will put it in you, and then you, they will be able to read you, your satellite, your seat. I said, so what? And so what? Hello? They are reading it already. Can I tell you how they are reading it? <laughs> this phone that you have, it gives me an account of what I do every month, where I've been. So sometimes I check on it. Recently, I think I may have shared, recently he told me the places I've been within a month. And then he showed Jokers, Jokers restaurant. So I showed it to my wife. Say, said, hey, oh, Jokers, I've been, you've been there three times in the month. So my wife was asking me, I said, yeah, I've been to Jokers. Say, what were you doing at the Jokers restaurant? So I said, do you know where Jokers is? He said, I don't know where it is. I said, do you know Gray? Do you know his workshop? Say yes. Do you know, <laughs> oh, my chairman, okay, my dickens are here. So I've been to Jokers three times. So do you know that probably that is the most prominent thing near that workshop? So the map captures that I've been to Jokers three times, and my wife is asking me. I said, I didn't, I, I've never stepped in Jokers. I went to see a church member who operates a garage near Jokers. To see how he's doing. Anytime I'm coming, I stop there to do pastoral visitation. Then he said, ah, okay. And I said, well, can you imagine that somebody would take this phone and go and show my deacons that uh, Joker's nightclub, that's where the pastors go every night. He passes there, he's going to jump, 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 jump. What do you say? There's probably not much I can say in this world to defend myself, unless they choose to believe me, all right? But God knows the truth. God knows. What I'm telling you is that as harmless as these things are, they have every data on you already. They can ask some more. So I didn't interfere on to it. What? What is 666? What is 999? 666 only means it is a man's method. Human beings' way of controlling us. But 777 means God has the final say. Hello. So whether it is injection or this and that, don't worry. I mean, yes, you, the ones that you can resist, even you can resist it. But some of these things, who say what? Six killer diseases, seven killer diseases. Let me just slow down, slow down. Ephesians 3.16, that he 
would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man in the inner woman strengthens us inside inside and so they took polycarp they said polycarp if you don't say jesus is lord we'll burn you we'll burn you the man saw the stakes he was marching towards he said we'll burn you he said three score years and ten have i served him what is it you want to burn me 70 years i've served him he has never betrayed me burn me and they burnt him what happened he went to be with the lord we don't desire it but we don't run because the lord's spirit will go with us when you pass through the fires when you go through the waters i'm what i'm with you choose to believe god's word not all these flying things around the world when they don't even know what is going on next go to the next so no the question the question the question and now how does it strengthen us for daily living it is the holy spirit that gives you strength to face the enemy if it's temptation it is god who gives you the power to face the enemy submit yourself to god resist the devil and he'll do what he'll run away from you talk to joseph about it he said god forbid that i should do anything against god by buying down to you my master's wife be focused on the lord the spirit gives you that power now our work our calling our task our ministries whatever you are doing he enables you to do it whether you are a prayer warrior you are a baptismal class teacher you are a giver you are a preacher you are a teacher the spirit strengthens you to do all of these tasks he strengthens you when the holy spirit comes upon you will be my witnesses then the third one throughout the changing scenes of life when you are young when you are old when you are well, you have children you don't have children you don't have this you don't have that we only sing this one when people are dead. Through all the changes of life, trouble. No, it is true. Through all the changing scenes of life that you do not understand, the Spirit of God gives us the victory through it. Depend on the Spirit 2021. Hallelujah. So, the question How often do you ask for strength for living? How often? Oh, that is why we do not think that you should only go to him once and say, Lord, fill me. Go to one honor and say, Lord, fill me. Go to the beginning of the year and say, Lord, fill me. Say, be filled or be continually filled with the Spirit of God. That's what Ephesians 5, 18 says. Be continually filled with the Spirit. How much do you need him? If I drink and this water and it's finished, I go again and ask for it. If I put fuel in the tank and I drive round, 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 and it's finished, I go back and say, Jimmy, I have money, <laughs> fill it for me, and I fill it. Even if it's one gallon that I buy, or sell me one gallon, and it's showing red, and I need it, I go back. So go to him often. How often? Daily, hourly. I need you every hour. So when Nehemiah was faced with the question, what do you want? Say, hey, this is not the time for a long prayer, Lord. <laughs> yes. King, this is what I need. How often? Okay, so again, we as Christians, we are belittle ourselves. There are some people who pray five times a day and we think they are doing better than us because we do not understand that our God never sleeps. He never slumbers. Anytime you knock at his gate, he opens. His lines are never jammed. They are never busy. I am growing old now or a bit older now. 
So from about 10 to 4, I tried to shut off my phone. If you try, you won't get me. There was one time, let me confess to you. One lady called me and said, Pastor, I called you all in the night. I didn't get you. And I said, okay, now you, you got me. He said, you see, when I didn't get you, I asked God to help me and he has helped me. I said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm not God. I'm not God's bodyguard. I'm not his personal assistant. I'm not his. The Lord can answer you. How many times? How often do you go to him? God is good. And all the time. Oh, his spirit is with you. I am with you always. So somebody is with you always. He's in you. And you are looking for somebody who is. Oh, Jesus, help us. Your children, we are blind, we are lazy, we have been hoodwinked. Jesus, sorry, who, 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 who told that Jesus is sleeping? <laughs> he, he told you that he's sleeping. The time he slept in the boat is past. And even when he slept, it was a strategic sleeping to see whether those people, whether they know, how did they think that? Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And he goes to the boat. He's tired. <laughs> ah, master, master, don't you care that we perish? He said, what's happening here? Said, ah, so how can a man sleep like that? He doesn't even know what is going on. He said, master, don't you care that we are sleeping? He said, what, what's going on here? What's going on? He said, the sea, the storm. He said, oh, the sea. Peace, be still. Then he stopped. He said, hey, come my people say, look back, back, look back, back. Hey, this is what they say. Musuo, this, this what, <laughs> what is this? Even the seas and the waves listened to him. He wasn't sleeping. He knew what was going on. They were the ones sweating and fretting. May you not sweat and fret in 2021. Speak to him. Speak to him. Ask him for strength. In the hospital, before the surgery, before that promotion, before that death, before I'm in a wheelchair, anything they tell you, when they give you that diagnosis, Lord, you've seen it. Go to the next one. The Holy Spirit helps us to remember and apply the word of God. I like this one. He helps us to remember. You see, let me simplify this. They say a man came from prison and the man... <laughs> he had been in prison for so long. So when he was going home, he was walking. Then he stopped at a certain machine. And he saw that people were collecting money from the machine. So he also stopped. Then when he got close to the machine, he read the things that were there. He saw some light flashing. So he said, I need 100 CDs. The machine didn't bring the 100 CDs. I need 50 CDs. It didn't come. I need 20 CDs. He didn't come. Ah, after a while, some young boy came. Then he put in some card and then punched some keys and then the thing came. He said, how much did you get? He said, 50. Then he asked him, so why didn't I get anything? Then the man asked him, do you save in the bank? Do you have their card? He said, what are all, no, I don't, my money is not there. Don't have any. He said, you won't get it. Simply put, garbage in, garbage out. The law says, John 14, 26, but the comforter, who is the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and will bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said to you. Now, this is his disciples. 
He has said a lot of things to them that they didn't understand. But you and I, he has said a lot of things to us that are written in the big fat book. Yes, there are some he gives to us by revelation. Most of them are here. So, you go and stand there. What is coming out? Even the devil knows that you don't know anything. He knows it. You don't know anything. So the spirit brings out in you. Yes, God can bypass miracles. God can bypass and do miracles on our behalf. But God does not compensate always for your ignorance, your indolence, and our laziness. 2021, depend on the spirit as if all depended on him. But soak yourself with the anointing and the word. That is why he gave you a mind. That is why he gave you a spirit. That's why you go to Sunday school. That's why he's giving you the Bible. Read your Bible, pray every day. The Lord will help you. Don't be a second-hand Christian. As we say, God has no grandchildren. He can talk to you and everybody. So, whether it is preaching and teaching, counseling, prayer and prophecy. You see, and sometimes, some of these things. Now, how does God, God's word? There are some people who say they have the gift of prophecy. I don't doubt it. And it exists. But sometimes in preaching and teaching, you prophesy. Prophecy is foretelling and foretelling. I'm declaring the word of God. It has hit somebody here. Now you know what most of the things you are doing, they are wrong. Yeah. But God can choose in something as in counseling to reveal something to you. You may call it word of knowledge. You may call it what? It is what the spirit of God is doing. There's this couple sitting in front of me. Then the lady can say, Pastor, uh, <laughs> I saw you in my dream. I say, yes. What was I doing in your dream? Say so you were telling me not to marry a certain man. I said, really? Eh, what is wrong with the man? I said, I don't know. So you dreamt, so what did God tell you? I will not claim what I don't know. So go and bring the man. The man came. As they were sitting there, I said, hey, my friend, why do you want to marry my daughter when your parents have already found you a wife? He said, how did you know? I said, I didn't know. The Lord just revealed it to me. He said, hey. He told the wife said, is that why you are trying to postpone the wedding? He said, yes, but I haven't told you. What I'm saying is that when you are depending on the spirit, it doesn't matter what label or classification you are. Look at what we are talking. The Holy Spirit helps us to remember and apply the word of God. He reveals all things to you. When you need to, if you have to do his work, what you need to do his work, he will give it to you. But the ones that you need to know, you need to know it. So don't go and be looking for work to do. Just be ready. Lord, I'm your vessel. Lord, I'm a channel. Use me to preach, to teach, to heal, to correct. Do anything that the Lord wants you to do. Even if you don't have the gift of healing, be willing to do spiritual first aid. Hello. Are you with me? Yeah. That's how the Spirit wants us to operate in 2021. So don't let anybody intimidate you. In prayer, in prophecy. Question. Can you help me with this question? What has the Holy Spirit been teaching you lately? What have you learned to yourself? What lessons? Hello, any lesson from 2020? Any lesson for 2021? Oh, this year I decided not to go and ask anybody to write down their vision statement or write down all these things. But if the Lord tells you, write it. What has he been teaching you? Can he lead you? Can he guide you? Can he direct you? Yes, he can do it. Let's go on quickly. Next one. He assures us of the things of God that we need in our lives. There are things 
we don't understand. But God, the Holy Spirit assures us. First Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. There are things too deep. I cannot even explain to you what is heaven like. Why are you sure? Somebody will say, I know that I know that I know. So God, God, God is convincing me. God has convicted me. God is telling me. His spirit says this. Paul can say, we wanted to go here, but the spirit prevented me. What is heaven like? What is hell like? There are things people have seen and known. It's a personal relationship with God. He's your father. He's your uncle. He's your brother. He's your mother. That's the spirit. He's all things for you. He can even tell you, look, my son, this disease, it will bring you back home, but don't worry. So when you come, people are saying all those things, say, don't worry. It has been settled. It has been settled. The Lord says, it's over. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. What has he revealed to you? If he needs to, and you have that relationship with him, he will tell you. Can you say amen? He will tell you. The Holy Spirit searches our hearts. So there are things that he, we don't know. Sometimes in Romans chapter 8, he said, he searches us. He knows us. And sometimes the prayers are like groaning. Hmm, hmm, hmm. It's a prayer unto the Lord. And as you pray, some say you pray with your mind, you pray for understanding, you pray with the spirit. Whichever way you choose to pray, let me say it again. He says, you pray with understanding, you also pray with the spirit. Let the two go together. Yes, there are things you can have on your prayer list and pray about them. There are things that the Lord can pray with you, through you. But do, he said, whatever, he searches us. The second one, he makes known things that we cannot simply understand. Jesus told them, there are things you don't understand. You don't understand, but you are anchored there. I believe that God created the world. Let me ask you this. Are you walking more by faith or by sight? By sight. I mean, what you hear. Oh, this is what the forecasts are saying. The economic outlook for the world is bad. The economic outlook for Ghana is particularly bad. The political situation is tense. The media, they are all saying it is bad. Uh, the coronavirus, the, the, the vaccine will not come here quickly, so we may die before it comes. Oh, you didn't hear it. We we're supposed to be dying like rats on the street, and nobody will even be there to bury us. You, 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 you didn't hear any of those ones. All right, okay. So what is it telling you? Are you walking more by faith or by sight? The Lord, help my unbelief. Spirit of the living God, help me. I'm not being foolish, but I now know I don't have to depend on myself. Help me. Let's take another one. Number six. He helps us understand the word of God. Oh, the Bible is the only book. The one who wrote it is beside you, interpreting it for you, illuminating you, casting light on it, and applying it to your life. You can read the Bible, nobody's near you, and you'll be crying because God has told you you are a thief, you're a liar, or he has told you, I've answered you. Why are you coming to me? Or he has given you an answer. You are to marry, you are not to marry, you are to do this, you are not to do this. You will find the verse 
And you just wonder, where is it coming from? Look at what Jesus said, 1 Corinthians 2.12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Can you say amen to that? We have not received the spirit of the world. The world has its economic forecast. Like I was saying about two months ago, I brought some, something here to come and show to you. The outlook of the world by the UNDP of 2020, if you read it, it's so depressing. They said they don't know what, what is going to happen. But we have the mind of God. It is not the spirit of this world. We live here. We know it. If you had the pastor praying today, you can see that the man has information about the world. Satan, the devil, the things that are happening, the Supreme Court judgment, the parties that are going. We all have that information. We do. And if you don't, please do. Don't be an ignorant Christian. We do. But in the long run, we know God's will for our lives. We know that God has the final say. You know, somebody asked me, ah, Pastor, why did you say this before the election? So I said, oh, we need opposition. Did you hear me say that? We need them. I'm hoping that a day will come when our parliament will be Georgia, not just walking over. You heard it. I didn't say that I was prophesying. Those are election results. But ultimately, it is God. When they get to parliament, they get to all those places, whether they are hung or not. What have they agreed on doing? The things they agree on doing are the things that concerns them mainly. We only hope that they will agree to do things that concern you and I also, so I will progress. So when you put your faith and trust in this worldly system, you may get some benefit from it, some kickback from it, but depend more on God. Last one. The question. Oh, I think you said the question. He helps us understand. Can you recall any lesson or lessons you have learned from the study, reading, or the teaching of the Bible? Can you? Can you? You who are sitting here, can you recall anything that you learned that God taught you? Any lesson that you learned that you've written down that I should stop telling lies, I should read the word of God? Is there anything God is telling you about 2021 that you must be doing? This is where the revelation comes from. This is what, it must come from these type of things that you call my vision, my plan. God revealed plan for your life. God reveals things that you must be looking at. He knows you. He knows which area hurts. So don't go and people are planning everything so you also plan. Yes, it's good to plan some of those things. But what is he telling you specifically? From the word. I'm with you. You need to watch this area. Do this for me. Don't do this. Has he told you anything? If not, I beg you, let the Holy Spirit be your Lord. It means the gap between you and the Holy Spirit is too far. The Holy Spirit is a baby in your life. He doesn't, even when he cries, you don't even hear him. He's begging you. 2021 is a year of the Spirit. Living by the Spirit. Say, Lord, I want to live by your Spirit. I want to hear you. I want to know truly it is you. The last one. He can create in us a life to serve the Lord. Jesus told the disciples, I want you to serve me. But they didn't even care. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the world. When he left them, they said, ah, finally, he's gone. We thought he would be minister of finance, minister of education, minister of this and that, minister of fishery affairs. He didn't do any of those things. All that he left us with was more work. 
more work. Be my disciples and be teaching people what? What would they eat? What would people drink? All the things that he was doing that he stopped doing. Feeding them, clothing them, the lepers were cut. How are we going to do all of this thing that he wants us to do? Well, they didn't say that in so many words. They just kept quiet. But they did one thing for sure. He said, you go. I'll give you the spirit. And when the spirit came, boy, did they do that. They did. Because remember what I said from the beginning. What God wants to do, Christ came and did it. Interestingly, he did it for only three and a half years to show us what it's about. But since then, the church age, the Holy Spirit has been active for over 2,000 years as the director of operations, as a chief executive officer, the chief strategist doing and capturing the world for Jesus. We cannot truly serve God without the help of the Holy Spirit. He will give us wisdom as we witness for him. So, you hear this thing about Saudi Arabia. Oh, fine. They are now selling Christmas tree. Somebody should be able to decide. Oh, what else? Ghanaians have become contented and they are in their rooms. When you go there, they release the dogs instead of coming to greet you. What else do we need? They are expanding. People are going to church who are worshipping themselves instead of God. What do we need? He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you'll be my witnesses. You'll be my disciples to guide, to lead, and ultimately that they'll be discipled for Christ. These are the themes we'll be following for this year. But let me ask you the question, the, the final question, before we go to the worship. I have the need of power to serve the Lord in. What do you need is power for? The Holy Spirit gives power. Power for what? To stay pure and chaste? Power to fast from social media and all those things, young ones? Power to stop masturbation and lying and give your life to God. Power to be a better witness. Power to do what? Can you go to the Lord in that? There's a song. The song for the month is Breathe on Me, Breath of God. It's a solemn prayer of dedication. The solemn prayer that tells us some of the things that we are talking about as we try to summarize it. Can we sing it together? Can you see the words? Please stand. You'll be sitting for a while. This is your prayer, after which you begin to a time of prayer before the altar call. Breathe on me, breath. Let's read the first stanza together. Breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me with life anew, that I may love what thou love and do what thou wouldst do.
Sunday of the year and I believe that God has brought a word in season to us for prayer. So before altar call, before we look for new believers, I'm talking to you, the old believer. <clears throat> new wineskins required fresh wine. If you put a fresh wine into an old wineskin, it bursts. Today you want to pray just for about a minute or two and say, Lord, breathe on me. Fill me anew. I'm looking for fresh wine for a fresh heart. For a new season in 2021. Will you open your mouth and begin to talk with God? You are talking to God. We're not just going through the song and the motions. It's a new season for the spirit of God to move. Church will not remain as it used to be. The spirit of God will show us new things to do. I believe the Spirit of God has revealed things He wants you to do differently. This morning, God woke me up at 4 a.m. And I wanted to do my regular prayer and Bible study. And the Spirit of God Lord took me to another thing. And for 30 minutes, I couldn't come back to my regular things. Because the Spirit of God will show you the things you ought to do in the season you are in. Talk with God. Let's talk with God. Whichever way you come in with God, some of you come in quietly. It's fine. Some of you communicate with God by opening mouth. Some of you is by lifting up of hands. But be in a posture of expectation and you are receiving from God a fresh oil. The breath of God. Lord, what would you help me to do? There are things God said you would do this year. He said, Lord, how do I go about them? So shall I never die, but leave with thee the perfect life. No, no, take me back to the last hymn we just sang. And talk with God. No, Lord, you pour upon the church fresh oil. Father, you gave the leadership, the theme of the spirit for a season. And for this season, we will not go through the motions. We refuse to be led by the flesh. We refuse to go through what we have always known. And Lord, we have come to a place humbly submitting that we will pour upon us fresh of your Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. This song is not for altar call, it is for us, for rededication, it's for commitment. Can we take the next hymn now? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Breathe. Breathe, Holy breath of God. Father, we come for a fresh breath. In the season where we have worn masks for too long, Lord, we call for a fresh breath. In a season of social distancing, Father, we pray for a fresh breath. The next hymn. Father, we pray for a new life.
Lord, we want to love the things you love. We want to hate the things you hate. We want to do the things you will do. Father, help us to start afresh. Anybody want to pray and dedicate your life to the Lord right now? Just in your own way, just talk to God. I'm rededicating my year. I'm rededicating my life. Lord, I want to start right with you and I want to end right with you in 2021. It is not a new year resolution. It's a prayer for your year. It is not a wishful thinking. It's a prayer by faith. Let's talk to God. It's, it's more about you here. It's, have you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Which is more visible in your life? There are some of us who have refused to let our workers know that we believe in Jesus. So what is visible is that you are a smart man, but they know that you don't know God. It is so easy to have the works of the flesh manifest. It is so easy. It is so easy. Yeah, it is so easy. Anyone can do that. But anybody with the Holy Spirit bears the fruit. Gifts can be given to anyone without any work. But it takes a lot of work for fruit to be born out of a tree. So a friend of mine last Christmas was reminding me that a Christmas tree has expensive gifts. But the Christmas tree itself does not bear fruit. And so that is not the kind of tree we are looking for in our lives this year. It ended in Christmas. Expensive gift on the Christmas tree and under the Christmas tree. But there are no fruit. There are people who God, out of his graciousness, has given you rich and expensive gift. But that's not show your maturity. You need to work this thing out. Will you talk with God? How do you ask for strength for living? No, it is good to know that this is my year of this, this is my year of that. But you know, there are things that will be thrown at you. And sometimes the year of this will make no meaning. Like most people said in 2020, one of the wasted things was to buy a calendar because every day looked the same. No, but if you have the Holy Spirit, you can discern the times and the season. It is time to abandon the maps and begin to look for the GPS. Because the Holy Spirit has a strategic positioning system in this season. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know the Spirit of God can direct me. Many of you who work with GPS, you know sometimes the maps can't tell you the traffic in the lane. Like I'm going to Dikin, uh, maybe Benjamin Addy's house. I don't know how the traffic looked between Coca-Cola runabout and before I turn on this junction. But the GPS will tell you. It will show you red that it's a heavy traffic. It's time to abandon the maps. Some of you are too good with your maps. You're too good with the ideas, but you need the Holy Spirit in this season. Many business people, it is time to say, what is the Spirit saying? What will be relevant in the next five years? It's a prayer time. You know, I'm taking some time. I'm intentionally doing it because we want to get this message right. Maybe it is time to realign the business. It is time for God to show you where to invest. No, some of you are too good with knowing the maps of how business investment looks like. But will you ask God what ought to be done in this season? Will you talk with God? It is time to go back to God's word. 
For some of us, we have begun to read the entire Bible one more time. I know some of you have read it five times, seven times, but the Bible always comes fresh when we read it one more time. In this season, will you read the whole Bible one more time? Will you ask God to show you how to read the Bible? There are groups, but I'm telling you, even within the group, the Spirit can guide you better. Because He knows what you need each time. And the last prayer is, I have or need a power to serve you, Lord, in this area as a deacon, in this area as a shepherd, in this area as a Bible study leader, in this area as auxiliary member, as a choir member, as counselor, as a follow-up, as an evangelist, as a prayer warrior. Will you talk with God in this area to serve power? Yes, it's a year of the Spirit and the Spirit comes with power. It says when the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power. This year you have no excuse to be weak in prayer. You have no excuse not to fast. You have no excuse not to chase after the things of the Spirit. Because it's no more the works of the flesh. It is not what your strength can allow. It's the work of the Holy Spirit through you. It says, oh pastor, last year I failed. I couldn't. I understand. But this year by the Spirit help, you can. You need power to serve. Let this power come over you. Let this power overtake you. May you be a distributor of this power. Wherever you go, dispense this power. Please take your seat. We've not finished the prayer. Will you just place your right hand on your chest whilst you are seated? He said, Lord, this year I resolve to trust you and to make room for the Holy Spirit in my life to take absolute control of my thoughts of my heart passions of the works of my hands over wherever my feet goes sweet spirit of God lead me father God breathe on me in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to give opportunity for people who visited us today. Or who a friend invited you to church. And you have not given your life to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the one that leads. I can shout and call and speak all grammar. It won't change you. It takes the Holy Spirit to convict a heart. And to draw you closer to God. And so this morning. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Even as we sing this song, wherever you are seated, if the Spirit of God calls you, please do not harden your heart. If you hear the Spirit telling you to make a decision for Jesus, to take a stand wherever you are, please stand and let's pray with you. Guide me, O great Jehovah.
So we invite you to feed on this bread of heaven. Jesus said, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and they died. But he will eat this bread I offer. The living bread that comes from above. You shall live forever. The people thought he was crazy. He was asking them to literally eat his body. But he meant he wanted them to believe in him. Anyone here who want to say today, I've come to give my life to Jesus. I've come to know Jesus more. I've come to join the church. I've come to be baptized. I have come. I just moved to the city. I'm looking for a church home. So today I want this church to be my church. Please stand on your feet right now. Please stand wherever you are. We'd like to pray for you. We'd like to know you. We'd like to help you. Thank you. Mama, thank you for taking a stand. Anyone? No, sometimes we sing, but people don't hear our appeal. So, Mr. Brother Moses, wait for me for a minute. I'm doing things differently this year. As the Spirit guides me. Anyone who want to take a stand? says, I have come with my Christian experience. I have come to be baptized. I have come to know the Lord Jesus. I have come to join the church. I have come that Christ will be formed in me. I have come just as I am. Anyone? This is the time for prayer. I'm standing with you. At least you know I'm standing. I'm not sitting. So anyone who want to take a stand with the pastor and say, today I'm submitting to Jesus. Anyone who want to take a stand. Take a stand and let's pray with you. We'll take the second stanza. Feel free to stand at this time. Whatever your prayer is. So when someone stands there, counseling follow up, you stand by that person. So he or she knows he's not standing alone. And if you are seated close to someone, begin to pray for them. Whatever the decision is, May the Spirit of God honors that decision. Strong deliverer. Strong deliverer. My strength and my shield in 2021. The arrows will come. The hurting words will come. But the Lord will be your strong deliverer. Your shield. Your strength and your shield. Let's go on. Let's go. Anyone who want to take a stand today? There will be anxiety. Already some of you are carrying fears. It's okay to have fears. And it is also good to take it to the Lord in prayer. Bear me through the swelling current. That the Lord will land you on a safe heaven. That it will fill your mouth with songs of praise. Take a stand. Songs of praise. Anyone here before we take the last stanza? My appeal this morning is that you want to rededicate your life. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ for the first time. Or maybe you did it some time ago and life happened. And somehow you felt too far away from God. We call you this first Sunday of the year to draw closer. By taking a stand wherever you are. It's an honorable stand. You no, know, sometimes you just have to take a stand. In everything happening around you and stand to be counted. 
And thank you, Pastor uh, Brother Joel, for putting the number. You can also send us a test message that I want Jesus to be my personal Lord and Savior. I want to start a new relationship with Jesus. I don't want to do what I did last year. I want to start anew. I want to have a fresh start with Jesus. So we are asking you, take a stand today. He said, I want to be baptized this year. I, I, want, to, I want to be a member of this church. Like I always said, if you're married into the church, it doesn't make you an automatic member. Baptist has a way of helping people to belong. So it's okay to come here. But if you want to belong as a church member, take a stand today. That I've been visiting the church for some time, but I'm not yet a church member. I even bring offerings and tithe, but I'm not a church member. I want to take a stand to be a church member. So you can come with your Christian experience and we will vote you into membership. That is how we do here in a Baptist church. So take a stand today as we take our last stanza. Would it be your prayer also? Even if you are seated, you can pray this prayer. It's a barren land of uncertainties. I acknowledge I am weak. So Lord, hold me with your powerful hand. some bread of heaven this year. Father, we thank you for our sister who took a stand for you today. That we can enter into his presence and he bids us come boldly into his presence. And so, Lord Almighty, thank you. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you that you are our daddy. Thank you that we are your children. You've given us the right to become sons and daughters of yours. Thank you that you have made a dwelling with us. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of gathering in your presence and gathering in your name and exalting you and singing to you and praying to you and dancing unto you and giving you our tithes and our offerings from, a heart, from hearts that are grateful and thankful for all that you have done. Father, today we been introduced once again to our theme for the year, living by the Spirit. And Lord, we thank you that you gave us the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who is our engagement ring, engagement ring to keep us and, and beautify us and make us holy and, and, and fatten us for the groom. So Lord, thank you. And Lord, the Holy Spirit is there to make us more Christ-like in our businesses, in our marriages, in our everyday work. So Lord, even as we go home and the week is ahead of us, the Holy Spirit is more than willing, Almighty God, to do us good. So Father, I pray that you will give us a keen sense of hearing when the Holy Spirit is talking with us this week. 
Father, the Holy Spirit, as he leads us this week, Father, help us, even as we go, to know he is talking to us. Where he is cautioning us, Father, let us be alert to hear. In our businesses, Lord, when he's there to say, don't do that deal, help us to hear. When he says, this is your normal routine to going to work, don't pass there today, pass this way. Father, give us that sensitivity to hear. Oh, Father, Father, when he says to us, don't close your eyes, even as you do this, open your eyes. Don't eat this, don't take that. Just little, little things. Father, help us to hear. Father, help us to walk with him this week. So, Lord, we commit ourselves into your hands. And we pray that, yes, by the, day, by the time the day is over, by the time the week is over, and we return back here next week, we would say the Holy Spirit has been with us. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. And now, brothers, sisters, those called saints, the redeemed ones of the Lord, may this awesome and mighty God bless and keep you in your going out, in your coming in. May this wonderful and unpredictable but unchangeable and loving God continue to be gracious unto you. And may he turn his face towards you. And above all, may you know his shalom, which is his peace, his rest, his wholeness. Be your portion in your marriage, in your workplace, in your home, in your being. Today and the days ahead. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, have we prayed with thanksgiving. And those who received this said, Amen. and those who are willing to go into the week said, Amen. amen and amen. Let us go and love and serve the Lord. Jesus' name, amen.